Blog Talk Radio. Mr. Pop. The views and opinions of this show do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of this network and its affiliates. Hello, welcome to the Combat Sports Show. We have a fairly good show for you tonight. There was not a ton of MMA over the weekend. We had a pretty big fight pass card, UFC 127. That was a real fun card if you had fight pass. Not and you didn't get to see it. It was it wasn't the you know the biggest card in the world, but it was a really fun card. We have a really good Invicta card to look forward to next weekend. And with that, I welcome my co-host. Hello, Jason. What's up, dude? So, did you watch any fights over the weekend? No, actually, fuck it. I've been busy all weekend. Actually, I just fucking got home. I'm like, uh oh, I'm gonna miss this fucking radio. I'm gonna miss the start of this goddamn thing. Yeah, pretty professional of us, huh? Uh, no, no, don't don't go there. No, damn it. I, uh, I I just got on about a minute before the the show started myself because I couldn't log in. Literally, I got on. Oh, wow. and it was a minute to go before I was actually in. I could do anything. A minute. Well, maybe a minute and five seconds, but that's how close I was. I mean, and to be honest, I, I got to your, be honest, it's I got your I had, um, well, I got your text and it said, call in. I'm like, fuck. I'm like, like a mile from my house. I'm like, oh, shit. But for me, I, my wife had brought home some pizza from Roundtable, and I had to get as much in my face as I could before the showtime. Well, lucky you. I, all I've had was beer, and I've had nothing to eat. So this should be a fun show. <laughs> yeah. So we could either start with the MMA portion We've got some, you know, there was a little bit going on in MMA last weekend. There's some good cards coming up this weekend. A couple of good cards, anyway. Or we could start with the big debate of Mayweather versus De La Hoya. We talked about it last week. We both, Jason and I, both watched the fight, and we scored it round by round to see how we would call the fight. There was a little bit of controversy. This fight happened in 2007, Cinco de Mayo, 2007. And... Once the decision was announced, the the whole arena went nuts. And was, was, they were chanting bullshit, bullshit over the decision, where Floyd won a split decision, which I didn't yeah. see a split decision myself. I don't, I, I don't no, know how I we got that. I I didn't either. Um, I didn't go back and watch the fight, but I actually watched that fight live back in two thousand and seven. And this is the reason I brought it up to you because I didn't think you watched the. I thought you might have watched the fight. You said, you know, we were talking earlier in the week when you started watching it, and you said, why didn't I ever watch this fight? This is actually a good fight. It was a great fight, actually. Yeah. It was a good, was a and good then fight. Come, and then come to find out, both of them retired that year. They well, yeah, Floyd, we know how that went. Well, what, what I mean by, yeah, Floyd has fought three times since then. No. Floyd, after that fight, was 38-0. So Floyd has had 12 fights since then. 
He was 38 oh, wow. no since then. After that win. See, I was going by the years he fought, so I know he yeah. fought, and so he he announced his retirement in 2007. Yeah. They were supposed to have that rematch. Whatever happened, we don't know what happened. It never happened. Hmm. Then Floyd, I want, if I can remember correctly, he fought in 2009, 2015, and 2017. Now, I don't know how many fights he's had since then, but he's fought three, cal- you know, he's fought in three calendar years since then. So he's yeah. had a lot of fights since then. He's had 12 fights. So it, it's been a lot, yeah. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how, I mean, after watching it, I had the exact same score as Harold Letterman, even though we differed on a couple of rounds. I don't know how anybody gave that fight to De La Hoya. I really don't. Really? I have it, I have I have it 116, 116, 112, De La Hoya. Or 116-112, Mayweather, sorry. See, I had that fight. Um, I had De La Hoya winning two more rounds. You had eight rounds to four, De La Hoya? Yes, I did. That's crazy, dude. I, I, nobody had that. There's, that's just crazy. There's no way. And I, I get, yeah, there's no, there's no way. And I, I mean, absolutely no way that could have happened. Just looking, just, no. I mean, not, not even looking at anything else, looking at the punch stat. Uh, Mayweather landed 207 punches to De La Hoya's 1.2. Mayweather landed 138 to De La Hoya's 82. That's just the punch stat. He almost doubled. He landed almost twice as many punches as De La Hoya. His jab was rocky. He rocked. He literally put De La Hoya on wobbly knees twice during that fight. Twice. There's no way. Now, I'm not a big fan of Floyd, but there's no way he lost that fight. Now, I see the fight differently. Now, if you... um, Um... De La Hoya had not only his speed intact, but he had Floyd up against the ropes quite a bit during that fight. He had Floyd against the ropes, but he didn't hit him. All those flurries he threw, he missed almost every single punch. Like I said, Floyd landed almost twice as many punches. De La Hoya would put him – I think you're, mis, you're mistaken, and you're watching highlights and whatnot, and you're remembering this fight that – it didn't really happen the way you remember it. I watched, no. I just watched the whole thing. Hold on, Jason. De La Hoya did get him up against the ropes quite a few times, and Floyd avoided almost everything. Almost every single punch De La Hoya threw, and those flurries missed. It's nuts. Now, I'm not, even slow motion. No, I'm not hold on, no, hold on. You got to wait until I'm done talking. You need to wait. You need to wait until I'm done talking. They slow motioned it, and they showed. De La Hoya getting him up against the ropes, missing, constantly missing his punches. You should have gone back and watched it this weekend because then you would have seen it better. De La Hoya missed so many punches. He threw, I mean, the total punches he threw, he threw 587 punches, and he only landed 21% of that. Floyd made him miss everywhere. Floyd's 1-2 hit him 80% of the time. Floyd's 1-2 was perfect. 
it was just rocking De La Hoya. Like I said, he took De La Hoya. De La Hoya's knees buckled twice. De La Hoya never no, once no. put Floyd in any danger. I mean, I just went on pure aggression in that fight. And, I, you know, I saw this fight years ago, and I, I just did not know how they had it as a split decision. Um, yeah, that's, that's why when we talked about it last week, we both agreed we were going to watch it again. You should have watched it again well, this just, weekend. Then we could have had a, an intelligent conversation about it instead of you remembering it from, what, 11 years ago. You, you don't – you had to watch the fight again. You would have – you would understand. Well, it was a great fight regardless. And that was, you know – I'm not taking nothing away from Mayweather. I don't really like Mayweather, but I think that was his only blemish in his whole fighting career. And, okay, so if he would have lost that fight, he would have been 49-1. and Yeah. He's still one of the best. He is probably, he is the best fighter in that division. Now, I would like to see him take on... um, or Cesar Chavez when they were both in their prime. Now, actually, if you think about it, if you do some math, both of these fighters were actually, you know, they were kind of what you want to say in their prime. They just didn't fight as long as they probably could have. Yeah. I mean, Mayweather, I mean, Mayweather's what, 40? Yes. So at that, he would have been 29. De La Hoya would have been what, 31, 32? Well, De La Hoya was born in what, 73? 73, yeah. So just do the math. De La Hoya was 37. 37? If he was born okay, in so 1973. So he's. No, no, not, 40. 30, not 37, sorry. Not 37. He was born in 1973. Yeah. So he was 34 so years old. Went 34. And actually, you know, and in, in, in some cases, I've seen, you know, we both have seen fighters box into their 40s and do very well. Yeah. Some guys do. De La Hoya, he was, uh, he was starting to wear, the wear and tear was starting to show because uh, he was fighting, he was jumping around a lot. Uh, Felix Trinidad had KO'd him. Um, Bernard Hopkins had KO'd him. Um, he was starting to wear out, which you, you can't you can't deny. I mean, he had an exceptional career, Olympics, amateurs, and professional. He had a very long, very storied career. I mean, I mean, there's a lot of fighters I followed back in the day, mm-hmm. Mike Tyson, Sugar Ray Leonard. Well, that's what got me into boxing because of my debt, my my dad's favorite fighter was Sugar Ray. And then, you know, and then came on scene of Julio Cesar Chavez. And then later on down the road, De La Hoya, you know, got into the mix. But back in the day, you know, that was, that was boxing back in the day. Mm-hmm. Now we need to do, I, I want to say we, we need to do a, a, a good fight like this and debate it every week. Now, I pick this fight. I'm, we'll, just, we'll alternate weeks, and you, you'll pick another fight later on in the show. 
that we need, you know, we'll go back and watch. And But something That's that has thing, a little uh, bit of controversy to it. I'm, I'm all for picking these fights, but you gotta, you, you need to make sure you actually watch the fight. Because it's, it's real hard mm. to debate it with you. The fight was 11 years ago, and you, you haven't seen it currently. It's, it would be much easier if you had watched it over the weekend like we had planned. Um, even well, today, yeah. I it, got, it was I a good fight. No, it was a great yeah, fight. It, it, it was a good fight. It, it's tough to debate round by round with somebody who, who's – there's no way you're going to remember it round by round from that long ago. Um, so kind of kind of spoiled the, uh, the debate here. But we will well, go on. Yeah. Uh, the next fight we're going to do is it should be a good one, but it, it was a good fight. I, re, I remember it. I watched it. It was very, very controversial. Um, don't, I still to this day don't know how it happened, but <clears throat> I know it, it, it made some huge headlines. Even the mayor of New York came out and called it called that fight out the decision in it. And it was a 12-round fight for the undisputed heavyweight championship of the world between Lennox Lewis, who held one title, and Evander Holyfield, who had two of them. And Lennox, or, the other way around, Lennox Lewis had the linear. He was the linear champion. And it was a great matchup. The fight didn't pan out so well, but... The matchup, it was a huge matchup, and it was a big-time fight. I mean, this was massive. I paid for it back then. I, I was excited. And when they announced the decision, I absolutely couldn't believe it. Nobody could. Everybody was in shock. Uh, no idea how that could have happened except some collusion somewhere. And they they finally got the rematch. They ordered a demanded a rematch. There was a rematch, and the, the rightful winner took the belt. You know, I I vaguely remember watching that fight. I'm gonna have to go back and rewatch it. So you're talking Lennox uh, Lennox Lewis Holyfield one. Yeah. I will go back and watch that this week. Um, but I do remember there was a lot of controversy in that fight. There was. There definitely was. Um, and for that. With De La Hoya Mayweather, like I said, had you watched it, I'd be able to talk to you about this. But uh, there was two rounds where I was torn. Uh, they were very close. So my 160, my eight rounds to four for Floyd could, I saw, they could have possibly flip-flopped. I don't think both rounds could have gone to Oscar, but they could have because they were close rounds in my opinion. Not by punch that. I, I watched the fight with no volume, no nothing. Um, I made my pick on who won the round in between rounds, and then I looked at Letterman's scorecard to see if I was with him. And for the most part, I was, except for we differed on a couple of rounds. But the end score was the same. Um, Emmanuel Stewart, who was there, he agreed, same thing. Everybody agreed Floyd won, except for the one judge that saw it for De La Hoya. So... It, I didn't see any controversy there. I saw just a really good fight, and the crowd was nuts. Every time De La Hoya did something, the crowd would stand up and scream and yell, and it was very, very pro De La Hoya, and that kind of helped out De La Hoya. It was also a Golden Boy promotion 
fight. De La Hoya promoted right. it. That helped him out. So the end, it went to the right guy. Floyd won that fight. Um, De La Hoya, he had an argument. It could have been really close to a draw. I don't think so, but it could have been. De La Hoya did much better than was expected. Um, much better than anybody expected at that time when they knew he was going to retire. So great fight. I'm glad they had it. Uh, you know, if if you watch the fight again, we can debate it next time. But otherwise, I'll just leave know, it with that. Floyd, Floyd won. What I what I was really glad about is you actually saw Floyd Mayweather box. He was not running. Floyd, in this Floyd fight. went at him. Like I said, Floyd nailed him a couple of times. He um he actually like I said he wobbled him a couple of twice. He 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 took uh, De La Hoya's knees got uh, a little loose. He you could he buckled him uh, twice. Now and, I mean, it, as well as we all know, Floyd doesn't have the greatest punching power. No, but he has so much speed in his punches that he's going to hit you five, six, seven times in a row, and you don't know where it's coming from. That's how well, he buckled. Well, Floyd didn't throw. Yeah, Floyd didn't throw that many punches. I don't think he threw more than three punches at a time. He was mainly he stuck to a really good jab. It's just yeah, Floyd had a yeah he had a terrific jab for this fight. His one two, like I said, his one two was money. He was hitting De La Hoya one two constantly, and and De La Hoya just walked through almost all of it. He wasn't trying to move. He he really wasn't moving his head at all. Um, and and it did surprise me. And even Letterman asked him afterwards, "Why didn't you use that jab of yours?" And De La Hoya said, "Hey, my jab just." It wasn't the night for my jab. I, I wanted it, and when I threw it, it hurt him. But it just, I just didn't. I couldn't, couldn't get it off for some reason. And but Letterman, De La Hoya, where, where, where I think De La Hoya did a lot of damage in that fight, and we all know De La Hoya was a he was a body perfectionist. He, he didn't just, hit him in the just, body hardly at all. He, he barely well, no, threw he body didn't punches. He, he threw he a lot of hurt when he had him on the ropes. And they weren't they weren't good. They weren't effective. He he missed so well, many punches, Jason. You got no, you no, he did the fight. Of, but um, so let's stay on this now. What do you think about Floyd? And I don't know if this is going to happen. About Floyd training for MMA. I think it's great. What do you think about? Get him in there. Good for him. Get him in there. He, um. I don't know how good it'll be for his hands. The glove's much lighter. He's got bad hands, so it's going to be tough on his hands. Other than that, if his hands can take it, great. All he's got to learn is some takedown defense. Um, if he could stop anybody from taking him down, he's a real threat to anybody standing. I mean, look oh, what no, he did no, to Connor. Hold on, David. Can you let me talk, please? Can you let me finish? Seriously. Look what he did to Connor. Connor absolutely did anything he wanted to the UFC lightweight champion of the world and the featherweight champion. He knocked both those guys out easily, right? easily. And Floyd just totally walked through Connor. He had no problems whatsoever with Connor McGregor. So just look at how that's how much better he is than anybody. Now, how's that going to stand up against a grappler? Not well at all. Not, not at no. all. But if he's striking with a guy – He's better than anybody in there, than anybody. I don't care what anybody says. 
Floyd's a better striker. It, it, it should be elementary. He's a better striker than anybody in the UFC right now. Well, in his, in his he, weight classes. Well, and but but Floyd is a trained boxer. But now mm-hmm. when you start mixing, now how is Floyd going to take it? So let's say Connor gets him to the ground, and he starts doing that ground and pound, where you can start throwing elbows at the head and things like that. Floyd's not going to like that too much. Regardless if he likes it or not, it doesn't matter. Floyd will not be able to handle it. He, he just won't. There's not enough time. He, no. He's not going to learn in seven months if, if it takes that long or even a year enough to stop a guy that's been training MMA for 10 or 15 years. He just won't. Right. Even Connor. Right. Connor beat Max Holloway, who's the current featherweight champion, all with a ground game. He hardly stood up with him at all. He used right. all of his wrestling. He's got wrestling. And it's not just Connor. Very few people in the UFC, lightweight or featherweight, where Floyd would fight, don't have good wrestling and good jiu-jitsu. They're, they're going to fuck him up. Although no. they might, you never know. They might throw him in there with somebody like Diego Sanchez, terrific wrestling, but, but just doesn't know how to use it anymore. He's just will stand and bang with anybody. You know, they might throw him in there with somebody like that. So, my buddy, he... he my next door neighbor, he, he threw it out for me today. So we used to have the, you know, the MMA used to have the big name guys, right? Um, just way back in the day. So if you're a casual MMA guy, what fight would you actually go out and buy? What fighters to this day, would you say yes? You need to watch. You need to watch this guy. You mean current fighters? Current fighters. Talking about the diehard MMA fan. I'm talking about just a casual guy that wants to watch a good fight. What you, fighter you'd watch, would you? Um, you definitely want to watch Tony Ferguson. Uh, don't miss any of his fights. That guy's that guy's very very talented. Khabib, very talented. Uh, most of the welterweight division is very, very good, but I would definitely, definitely not miss uh, Rafael dos Anjos. One of his fights are terrific. The women's divisions are, are going through the roof, so you don't want to miss Valentina, um, Johanna, Rose, Claudia, um, Jessica Andrade is, is amazing. You don't want to miss those. You can't miss Cyborg fight, even though the fights usually aren't that great. Um, you know, you got Amanda Nunez. She's taking on Rocky Pennington. There's there's a ton of good fights. There's a ton of good. It's hard to point just one good fighter. No, but but what he's and you know and I you know I I was trying to engage into him today. We were driving around, and I'm just trying to think. So for a casual MMA guy, and if you think back to old school boxing, there was a lot of great great fighters back then. So if a guy just wanted to jump in, who should I watch? What fighters should I watch? Yeah. There was a lot of You're talking about or boxing. No, just like just like no, old school boxing. That was easy back then. But yeah. MMA you've got so many different, you know, you've got UFC, you have Invicta, you have Bellator. I mean, if you if a guy if, if a casual Viewer, not a hardcore guy, but a casual viewer, 
dive in and catch a good, say, UFC card and pay the money for it. Where do you actually put your, um, where do you put your money to? What do you want to see? And and I'm I'm asking you this because you're a hardcore MMA guy. You know your shit. Well, it's it, again, it's tough to say. Um, it depends on what kind of fighting you like. Do you, are you like Dana White and you only want to see guys stand and bang? You don't care about a ground game. You don't care about defense. You don't care about anything else. Dana just wants these guys that will stand there, toe-to-toe, and fight. That's all he cares about. Um, if you if you like a little more technique, a little more nuances, um, you listen to Joe Rogan and, and um, uh, Jimmy Smith. They'll talk a lot about the ground game, and it's interesting. The rest of the the rest of MMA is very interesting. Um, if you if you get what away I from the you want, me, you want me to what answer or you want to, to talk over me? Hold up. But what I try to tell him, I, like you want to get into some good MMA, watch the Bellator round robin in the heavyweight in the heavyweight division. You're going to get a lot of everything at that point. That and it's free. You don't okay. have to pay for it. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to answer this time, but don't interrupt me, okay? Mm-hmm. All right. So there's a lot of good MMA out there, a lot of good fighters. Uh, I would also suggest watching the middleweight division. They're crazy loaded. Uh, and there's just a ton of very, very good fighters. You got Gasolum, you got Rockhold, Jacare Souza. Um, you know, Whitaker obviously is the champion. You got Yoel Romero right there. A lot of good fighters in the middleweight division. A lot of it's, it's a very very stacked division, just like the welterweight. Welterweight's huge though, ton of good guys at welterweight. Um, you you want to look at these guys that are very well rounded. That's the important thing. Hopefully you can get a, a George St Pierre coming back. There's been a little bit of talk of George St Pierre going to take on Ben Askren. If that happens, that'll be a mega fight. That'd be terrific. Um, don't know who. I, I mean, I think George St Pierre wins hands down. His wrestling's pretty you know top notch. Along with Askren's got it solid wrestling game, but Askren is, is just a wrestler. He doesn't have anything else. St. Pierre's got everything on top of a good wrestling game. So that's the guy that I would watch no matter what. Anytime George St. Pierre wants to fight, you got to watch that guy fight. I mean, no, you can't miss a GSP fight. I don't care how old the guy is. The guy, he, he's, yeah. he's, he, and he's not really that old. He's in his early 30s. Well, I know, but but he's been around a while. Yes. Now, I would have put Anderson Silva in there. Yeah, Anderson Silva would have been a guy, but he keeps failing drug tests, so you can't really count that guy in anymore. It was kind of like, um, just just kind of like Jones. He was Jones, I wouldn't put in there at all. Yeah, because he he can't pass the drug test. He can't, he he can't stop, you know, road, you know, road raging on people. You just can't count that guy in. You can't count on anything that he does. I mean, what what is he on a two year ban now? And that's from California. One year? Oh, it's California. Oh, okay. I yeah, Nevada can was, change that. I, Nevada or not Nevada? Yeah, Nevada might give him a different ban. 
It doesn't matter. It I mean, the guy is, he's pop, he's popped up dirty everywhere. Yeah. No, definitely. But the, the other thing I would suggest to somebody new, if if they like women's MMA, I would suggest getting Fight Pass. A hundred percent, get Fight Pass, because UFC Fight Pass is they carry Invicta, and Invicta is they're terrific. They put on great fights, great events, good pace. You, you know, you've watched them. Terrific stuff. Yeah. I, I would never ever miss an Invicta show, and coincidentally. We get to talk about the one coming up this weekend pretty soon here. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. No, I mean, he was just – I mean, because my next-door neighbor, he, he's, you know, he's ex-Golden gold, Glove. He's more of a boxing guy. And I'm trying to get him into MMA. Uh-huh. I mean, he comes over when I, you know, when I order the big fights and stuff, you know, on for UFC and stuff. And sometimes yeah. he gets bored and out, and he he takes off, and sometimes he sticks around like, oh shit, you know, like this is one hell of a card. But that's why I, you know, yeah, that's definitely. why I ask. That's why I ask that question because you're so your your brain is so loaded with MMA knowledge. So if you're trying to turn a an average um, viewer into MMA. Who would you, you know, if if they're showing these big UFC fights, let's say, yeah, what yeah. what fights are you gonna buy? And that's what I keep telling him, especially with yeah. this upcoming card. Like you need to get this one. This is gonna be a good fight. It's gonna be a great that, card. Big one, yeah, yeah, that's definitely a big card. Um, with that. I'm going to talk a little bit about the upcoming Invicta card. This is a pretty cool card. It's got a, a good title fight for the main event. And that's changed a little bit because one of the ladies had to pull out, obviously. So the title fight is going to be between undefeated Verna Jindaroba. She's 12-0. and 0. She's taking on Mizuki Inouye, who's still fairly young. Mizuki is very good. Good submissions, good striking. She's really good all around. She moved into this fight. She was going to fight Melina Dudieva, but uh, that that all changed. And she's taking on Verna. I, I don't know who's going to win. I've only seen Verna fight once in Invicta. so And she got a fairly quick submission. Mizuki is pretty well tried and true. Um, solid wins. She's got a couple of losses. That's going to be a big-time title fight. That's a That's a big one. And then we get to see Deanna Bennett back in the in Invicta after her run on the Ultimate Fighter, where she she lost her second round fight by KO, and then she made it to the Ultimate Fighter finale and got a a, decision, a draw, a majority draw, and apparently the UFC just dropped her after that because she's back in Invicta, which I don't understand. She didn't lose the fight. Why'd they get rid of her? She's really good, but and she's eight and three. She's taking on Karina Rodriguez. And that'll be a good one. Melina Dudieva is taking on Christina Marks. Pearl Gonzalez, who is from the UFC, they let her go. She's taking on Callie Robbins. Mina Grusander is taking on Fernanda Priscilla. And this this lady that we actually had on the show one time, very good. 
She's got one win and one loss now. Um, Cal Schwartz, 50 Cal. She's taken on Kay Hansen. Um, and these are a lot of these ladies fighting. Uh, they don't have much records yet, so they're they're just up and coming. They're they might most of them are making their pro debut. It looks like actually. Uh, Tracy Cortez taking on Caitlin Neal, Julian DeCorse taking on Rebecca Levine, and Chelsea Chandler taking on Carrie Kennison. So as usual, it, they got a little mix of veterans and pro debuts. And I'll tell you what, almost every single time I watch Invicta, I've never been disappointed. I'll put it that way. Uh, they always put on a right. good card. The, the matchmakers do a really good job. Even though you might not know who they are, the matches are fairly even and, and a lot of fun. I mean, we've had Shannon Knapp on from Invicta once. And yeah. you, I have to agree with you. You cannot go wrong with an Invicta card. Not at all. No, no, and you're right about Bellator too. If you wanted to watch a fun event, throw on Bellator on Friday nights if if that's one of the nights they're on. Cause, you know they're not on every Friday, but most Friday nights. And and watch a Bellator card because those are generally you're going to be seeing very good MMA, um, not highest of the highest quality, but you're seeing good MMA. This is not a regional show. Bellator's big time, so. You're seeing a level above regional, which is very, very good. Regionals are good, but these are guys, you know, getting their beginnings and whatnot. Um, LFA is, is a glorified regional. They're better in regional, but they're they're still kind of regional, you know. LFA is like a feeder organization to Bellator and the UFC, and that's where they go. The guys get in the bigger and bigger shows. You work your way up to get LFA, one, something like that, get into Bellator, get into UFC. And Bellator is great. The tournament's fun. The heavyweight tournament is, is a blast. They got some big names in there. You know that, Jason. Um, and even the yeah. pay-per-view we watched. I mean, tell me, how much fun did you have when you actually, when you watched that pay-per-view? Oh, I had a lot of fun. I mean, yeah. it was... You can't... You, I mean, you can't go wrong there. No, definitely not. Especially with so, that, you know, with the um, heavyweight um, division, what they're doing now. Yeah, definitely. I I'm gonna try to catch every match that's that they're doing. Yeah, yeah. Now they have in a couple of weeks. They we got three weeks before the big UFC card. They did announce the day before they're gonna have a Bellator event, Bellator 196, and that's from Hungary, and they're having. Benson Henderson, who you know, Benson Henderson, ex-UFC yep. lightweight champion, went over to Bellator and has done really not done anything good in Bellator since he's been there. Um, he's, you know, he beat Patricio Fier, but that was by an injury. That, that's the only win he's got over in Bellator. Uh, he's lost to Koreshkov, Chandler, and Patricky. So he he needs to get a win, and he's taken on a guy that I was kind of surprised they put him in there. Uh, he's taken on ex UFC fighter Roger Huerta, who it's it's been a little while since Roger fought. His last fight was in 2016, uh, fighting for one fighting championships, and he did fight in Bellator 
but that was that was like eight years ago. He fought Eddie Alvarez. You know, he's it's just been up and down for Roger. You know, he he did so good in the UFC, and before that, he was doing great, and then all of a sudden, he was doing bad. You know, he went on, he took on Kenny Florian. He made the cover of Sports Illustrated, and then all of a sudden, right. they, they gave him these really tough fights, and he's just gone. He's done. Um, his fight with Leonard Garcia, UFC 69, was a classic. Um, it was a stand-up war, but it was good. A lot of guts. These guys were, were crazy. And and then all of a sudden, he starts fighting the better competition. And, he, you know, it was a classic. The guy, they, they put on a pedestal before they really gave him a chance. And, you know, kind of like, you know what? Kind of like Paige Van Zandt. You know, she won her first couple of fights, and they're touting her, putting her everywhere, and then she loses, and everybody kind of, you know, the balloon kind of deflates. You know what I'm saying? There's been a little bit of talk. I read a really good article. Paige wrote, uh, was in an article today talking about her move up to 125 and how she felt great and was really unhappy with the result from her last fight because obviously she lost and she had broken her arm, but she said she felt so good she's never would never consider going back because she felt so good at this weight. And uh, that was cool. Good to read. And it'll be nice seeing her come back in a couple of months, maybe over the summer, and see how she does, you know, again at 125. I think she she should stay there, honestly. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, she talked about that weight cut at 115. She said she developed an eating disorder trying to cut weight I read that, and that's just, you know, that's what these people do when they start doing all this weight cut. I hope she mm-hmm. stays at 125, where she doesn't have to do this massive weight cut anymore. you got to be healthier, right? I mean, that's what's important, right? It, 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 there's not much reward if you're not healthy. Yeah, exactly. I mean, what... I mean, okay, you win. You win all this money. But if yeah. you're unhealthy, where, I mean, where's where's the quality of life? Exactly. But, and she, but she's also got to start thinking about, you know, she is now engaged to be married. Mm-hmm. So she's now have to start thinking about her future. Yes. I won't one bit surprised if if you see Paige Van Zandt step out of MMA in the next two years. I would give it a little bit more than that. I would say two to six. Because she's a, what is she, 22, 23 years old right now? She's fairly right. young. And uh, I would give her a little bit like Misha Tate's 33 or something like that when she retired and now she's having a baby and whatnot. And I, did you read what? that post by Misha Tate about the dog that was attacking hers? And Misha, <laughs> being Misha, she threw a big old tackle into it, knocked the dog down to save her dog. And she said, I thought about it later, thinking, she said, I couldn't stop myself. It was an instinct to save my dog. But it was a big dog that was going after her dog, between 90 and 120 pounds. And I don't remember the right. breed, but they're a big fucking breed. And she just clobbered it, and she's all, but to tell the truth, I was really happy. She said, I moved really fast. But I felt a little guilty being seven and a half months pregnant. I didn't think about it. 
And I, I think we can all understand it's your dog. If you see your dog, you have a small dog, and this big dog's going to kill it. What are you going to do, right? You don't think about it. You just do it. You just no. You just you just react. Yeah, and um, it, it, or it's just like your kid. I mean, she doesn't have a kid. You know how women are and people are with their dogs. The same way you and I would be with our kids. Something's going to hurt your kid. Mm-hmm. You stop. You jump in. It doesn't matter what it is. You don't think about it. Yeah. Um, no. I wouldn't be surprised if she comes back in a couple of years. But I mean, I can see, I can see Paige kind of backing out for uh-huh. a little while. Like I said, she's it, thinking about getting. Yeah. She's getting married. She might want to start yeah. a family at a young age. And yeah. we might see the end of Paige Van Zandt. She did leave an out talking about WWE, saying they asked her about uh, WWE and Ronda Rousey because that's all over the news constantly. Um. And Paige Van Zandt did say she would love to go to WWE. Might be a lot more, and, a lot less stressful. Not really, not really. No. The thing about it is, people give you give these guys grief for that, and what they don't understand is, like in Paige's case, you and I have watched her fight. She's a pretty face. Yeah. Everybody knows that. That's why she's so popular. She's very, very pretty, but. You watch the lady fight. She's very physical and very, very tough. She's not just a pretty face. Like Ronda Rousey, she got clobbered a couple of times, and that was it. She's gone. Paige takes these lickings and smiles at you like, come on, what else you got? It's nuts how tough this lady is. She just doesn't get enough credit for how tough she is, I don't think. Regardless if she's winning or not. You got to give the lady credit for how tough she is. I mean, no. I you can't say she's not tough. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's no. No, I've watched I've watched almost all of her fights. Yeah. And I'm not saying she's not tough. I mean, hell, she broke her arm in the last fight and kept on fighting. Yeah. She got beat, but. It's not like I mean, she just rolled over and gave up. No, think She's about tough. that. Think about that. You are in a fight. Feel your arm break. Bad. They had to put two plates in it, seven screws. Right. Are you going to fight fifteen more or 12 more minutes? You, personally. Are you going to keep fighting for no. 12 minutes? Or are you going to say, hey, motherfucker, I'm done. I broke my arm. I'm, no, I'm done. She never once thought about quitting. She's like, oh, well, I'll use my other hand. I'll start kicking. That's right. And she did. And she didn't do that bad. It's not like she got blown out. No, she didn't get blown out. Actually, no. I mean, it went went to a decision about Paige. I like listening to you talk about Paige because a lot of people, they don't don't see what what you're talking about. They see Paige, oh, she's a pretty face. She gets this, she gets that. They don't see what you're talking well, about. You're talking about how tough she is. Skill. Regardless of wins or losses, skill. I, I don't care how pretty the female fighters are. Mm-hmm. These female fighters are tough. I don't care yes. what people say. These female fighters are tough. By Rose. 
Is Johanna yes. a pretty face in, the, in, in UFC? Yes, she is. But guess what? I wouldn't want to run into her in a, into a dark alley. Nope. Um, that broad is tough. Amanda Nunes, yes. great fighter. Chris yes. Cyborg, great fighter. Ronda Rousey, back in the day, she was the face of UFC. Misha Tate, yes. before she retired, great fighter. Holly Holm, great fighter. And guess what? What do all these, outside of Chris Cyborg, what do all these women have in common? Yes, they are a pretty face. I don't care about that. But they go out and put their fucking life on the line. And they put on a great show. That's what I'm paying for. I want to see a great show. Paige Van Zant is going to put on a great show. Are you saying, yeah. Brian, at you know, you break your arm, uh-huh. a severe break that she had, are you saying you wouldn't retire? I would. I don't want to go through that pain for 12 more minutes. You know, I know a little bit about this. I broke my finger one time where I I cut it open actually so bad the bone, you could see the bone. And I, being the extremely tough person that I am, did not go to the hospital because we had a Girl Scout event to go to. Um, I waited 24 hours to go to the hospital. And I, I totally, I can totally relate to how tough they are because I, I just, I did it myself. Um, I couldn't see you doing it, but you know, you know how important nope. Girl Scouts are, Jason. Well, I, I did break, I did break my pinky toe once, and that <laughs> hurt like a son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll be honest with you. When I broke it, I literally have never felt pain like this before. I mean, I've been hurt before, whatnot. I think I'm sure I've been hurt as bad. It hurt so bad. I could not have done anything with it. I couldn't. And that was a that was my pinky, my pinky, not my forearm, my pinky. I, I was I was I was just flabbergasted at how bad it hurt. Oh, when I broke my pinky toe, dude, I like I couldn't walk. I was crying <laughs> like a little bitch. Um, I wanted. I wanted to cut that crusty fucking thing off the end of my foot. <laughs> I'm like, really? A fucking pinky toe and I'm fucking like I could barely, I can't fucking move. Oh, man. My wife called yeah. me. My wife called me. My, my ex-wife, she goes, you're going to let that little crusty fucking thing off the end of your foot <laughs> make you where you can't walk. You're a fucking little bitch. Oh, <laughs> this shit. is my ex-wife talking to me. I'm like... <laughs> Fuck you, so I'm limping around. My fucking back hurts because I'm... now I got knee problems. I'm like, you know what? Fuck this fucking thing. I just want to cut this goddamn thing off. Fuck it. I'm like, God damn it. A little crusty uh, fucking thing off the end of your foot. And I was yeah. being a bitch. Oh, man. I know. It just, it's a whole different mindset when a fighter... These people are so much tougher than the, the average person, you know? I mean... I those are, that's the only bone I I broke my pinky, um, and it hurt like motherfucker, motherfucker that hurt. I mean I had ice on it during this Girl Scout ceremony. I swear I was I was sheet white. It hurt so bad. I I was like oh my god this hurts. 
hurt for hours. And um, I also broke a rib, but I was playing softball. And I didn't, I couldn't play at all after you, I fell down. So the next game, I, I did play the next week. So I had seven straight days I laid down and did nothing. I mean, I went to work, but it hurt so bad. I, I went out and played on the seventh day, and I could barely do anything. You couldn't – the first four weeks, three weeks of the broken rib, I could not have thrown a punch, even three-quarters power. I couldn't have done it. I couldn't even swing a bat. There's no way I could have thrown a punch, let alone a hard punch. I don't know how they do it. I mean, I remember – okay, I got my ass kicked, mm-hmm. and my nose got broke. That would be horrible. I, it was horrible. Trust me, my nose—it was yeah. shattered. It got kind of rearranged to the other side. It, my my nose got kind of put over where my ear hole was, right? <laughs> yeah. Kind of rearranged my face, which kind of made me a little uglier than what I already am now. And well, that's hard to do. That is not yeah, easy. To do. Very hard to do. And I cried like a little bitch. And I wouldn't go in public because both my eyes were black and blue. My nose was on yeah. the other side of my fucking head. I couldn't breathe. So how in the fuck do these goddamn fighters fight when they when their nose get broke right in the middle of the ring and they just keep on fighting? Yeah. Exactly. You know what? I hold I hold a lot of respect for those people. I don't care if they're men, women, anybody. I know how it was when my nose got broke. I cried like a little woman. And think of somebody who came up and even flipped you in the nose afterwards. Oh, dude. You touched me in the nose. I was fucking like, I was like, I was going to go back and hiding again. I'm like, don't touch me, please. <laughs> You're in the fetal you know? position, right? <laughs> fetal position. And all they do is flick me after my nose was broke. I'm like, oh, don't do that again, please. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, man. No, I'm it's just sitting there. I'm like, and, I'm in the fetal position. I'm crying. Like a little bit, like a little woman I am. Yeah. It made my fucking face look uglier than what I was, which that's hard to do. Because I'm already ugly as it is. But you're ugly and fat, so you know what I'm talking about. Um, I just cried. I just curled, curled up in the fetal position and I'm like, don't touch me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's amazing how little respect some of these people get and, you know, people watching it, oh, he's just got a broken nose. He can keep going. You know, it's just a, you know, whatever the injury is. And and people just are are, are relentless. Oh, this, this is nothing. That's nothing. I can do that. I can do that. Whatever. Fuck that. You know, give them the respect they deserve. <clears throat> so, moving on. There's, like we said, we talked about the big card coming up for Invicta next weekend. Uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. That's a good card. That's next weekend, not this weekend, next weekend. Um, There has been a little bit of talk recently. I know about Megan Anderson. I heard she's ready to come back. I read somewhere that she's got her visa, whatever was going on. She's ready to fight. What do you think? Do you think Megan Anderson is really ready to fight Chris Cyborg? No. Hell no. No way. No? Um, is anyone really... Is anyone really ready to fight Chris Cyborg? 
You know, beyond Superman, I'm pretty sure that's a no. Now, speaking of, I don't want to name names. I did get into, I told Jason who it was, but I'm not going to name names, because this was an Instagram live video feed. You know when fighters do their live, they go live? I was in your same position. I got onto a live feed with a professional female boxer, Mm -hmm. and she answered a lot of my questions. It was really cool, and I know where you're going with this. Um, And I have to agree with I have to agree with the fighter that you were talking to. Yes. So I get into a, a live feed with a UFC strawweight contender right now. Very good fighter. And, and again, I don't want to throw names out because I, I specifically asked potential super fight between Cyborg and Amanda Nunez. And uh, these fighters will never fight each other. But, you know, I said, who wins, Cyborg or Nunez, if they fight? And she said, this is from a professional fighter. The lady that's been doing it her whole life, she says, and I feel very good because it validated what you and I have been saying this whole time, Jason. She said, "Cyborg kills her." I honestly, I have to agree with that. I don't see a human. I don't see a female on this earth right now, because it, it depends on what the fight, like what's going on, like when she fought Urena Bars. Okay, Urena absolutely schooled Cyborg. She she beat her from pillar to post for those rounds. But that was in strict mute, uh, kickboxing. That was only a kickboxing fight. In MMA, it would be a little bit different. But as we've seen, Cyborg doesn't do a lot of takedowns. Even though she's very good at jiu-jitsu, she doesn't really use it that much. Now, if she fought Urena Bars, I'm sure she would because she knows, hey, this lady can knock my head off. But I have not yet seen a um a fighter that can withstand the punching power of a Chris Cyborg. You gotta go back, Jason. I'm telling you, YouTube Lion Fights. Chris Cyborg versus Yorina Bars. Chris gets absolutely demolished. Only time I've ever seen her look not that she even looks human, to be honest with you. I would say I would say she didn't look she looked human, but it's not true. Because Urena just demolished her for the first three rounds. Demolished. I mean, knocked her down like five times. But by the end of the fifth round, Chris was going after Urena. It's like you could knock her down. You won the fight. You you defeated her big time. But Chris is going to win the battle in the end. I, I mean, but in this day and age, uh-huh. I'm not going into where um, Chris has fought in the past, but I'm going yeah. in this day and age. I don't see anyone that can stand toe to toe with her. I I I don't see it in MMA. No, if Chris went into straight boxing, she would get beat. If she went into kickboxing, she would get beat again. 
But in MMA, probably, no. But... Yes. In MMA, I totally agree with you. And I'm not saying Chris wouldn't do good in those other sports. She just has not been training those her whole life like a lot of those other ladies. That Nunez fight would go off. Uh-huh. I don't see Nunez um, I don't see Nunez. She would have a punch. I, Nunez would have a puncher's chance, would she not? No, Nunez would have a puncher's chance. But as we all know, she's going to gas out in a round and a half. If it's a tough fight, yeah, definitely. That's going to be a good fight for the first round and a half. But yeah. after Chris tires her out, I don't see that fight going any different than any anything else she's she's fought in the last two years. No, definitely not. Now I have to give Holly Holm the credit. She went the distance. And she yeah, she she got beat up, but she didn't do bad. She got beat she up did really well. Did much better than we thought. But Holly Holm was also a trained boxer. So I'm yes. assuming she's got a decent chin. She showed that. She did. So if you've got if you're gonna go toe to toe with Chris Cyborg, you better have a good chin. If not, you're you're not gonna last long. No. She brings so much power. And we haven't seen her ground game. She don't have to use it. Nope, but she's got it. She she does compete in jiu-jitsu tournaments. She does have a grand. She has a legitimate ground game. Now, before okay. we go, I do want to talk about. No, no. Before we go, I want to hit a little bit about a fight night one twenty-seven. That was headlined by Fabricio Verdun versus Alexander Volkov. So I'm going to run the card down real quick because most people didn't watch it. It was on Fight Pass and whatnot. But, so on the early prelims, you got Dmitry Sosnitsky, Sosnovsky, weird name, beat Mark Goodbeer by choke. Cajun Johnson defeated Stevie Ray by split decision. Paul Craig, you listen to this one, defeated Megamav and Ankalev by triangle choke. Round three, 459, with a second... Left in the fight. Danny Henry defeated Hakeem Dewuda by guillotine choke. 39 seconds into the fight. Danny Roberts defeated Oliver Encamp by knockout. Charles Bird beat John Phillips by submission. Leon Edwards beat Pete Sobata. TKO. Listen to this one, Jason. Round yep. three, 459. One second left on two fights, and those guys won. One second left. Uh, Tom Desquinoy, I, I don't know how the fuck to pronounce that one, defeated Terion Ware by decision. Jan, uh, oh, man, I remember how they said it. Lahovich defeated Jimmy Manua by decision. And then in the main event, this, this is the only fight I caught, the main event. 
This was a good one. You know, Alexander Volkov versus Fabricio Verdun. Number three, Verdun versus number eight, Volkov. And Fabricio came out, took him down immediately. I mean, he didn't even wait. He just took him down. And ground and pound was looking for subs. We all know how good Verdun is on the ground, but Volkov wouldn't let him out of his guard. He he did really good holding guard, didn't get damaged, and was able to get a little bit of a sweep and got back up. Nailed Fabricio when he got back up. Good uppercuts and didn't didn't fully extend though, so he got himself taken down again. But his takedown defense wasn't that great. He did get taken down in, in every round, uh, multiple times sometimes. And every time he, he would get back up, he, he got caught in a, a good arm bar, it looked like, got right out of it. And Fabricio went for a triangle, couldn't get it, because um, Volkov had gotten on top. Volkov got him down on the ground. He he knocked Fabricio down a couple of times by catching a kick and whatnot and pushing him down or just throwing him down. Volkov was great standing, and eventually he wore him down. Um, Fabricio's eye was all messed up, his right eye, I believe, and Volkov finally knocked him out in the fourth round. No, I, I saw the highlights of that. Yeah, good fight. And, yeah, I the barrage that he was throwing at War Doom mm-hmm. was insane, what I saw. It's a weird, weird angle, too, weren't they? Like, his uppercut is weird. It wasn't a, a real uppercut that you would see in boxing or anything. It was a it was a weird angle, like you said. That's a good good description of it. It it, it looked funky, and Volkov's a very tall, very lanky fighter. So it's not like he's this big, bulky dude, but he's generating a lot of power somewhere, isn't he? Yeah, I don't know where he was generating generating his power from, but yeah, he knocked or doom just. He knocked him on his ass, and that's all. That's that's all she wrote at that point. Yeah. But so was a good. Like it I, said, a, I didn't. I didn't get to see the fight. I wish I yeah. could have. No, it was a good fight, pass card. It was fairly good. I, I, from what I watched of it, I didn't watch the whole thing. It was on at a weird time. It was on in the middle of the day Saturday. I got to watch a bit of it, and then you know I got doing other things and whatnot. So, but it was fun. It was a good. Good card. Like I said, there wasn't a ton of MMA this week, but we will be back next week. I believe we have a pretty solid interview lined up. Don't want to say anything now because I've only talked to the person twice, and they're very interested in coming on next week. I'm not even going to tell you, Jason, because you're going to get really excited for this one, and I don't want to do that yet. (laughs) No, no, I think this one's right up your alley. You're going to like this guy. I think it's right up your alley, but I – you know how sometimes if you say something, you jinx it? Yep. Yeah, I think I'm going to I'm gonna hold on to this one. And uh, as soon as he confirms, I will let you know, and you will be, you will be excited. You, you, this will be an interview you do yourself, I think. And I think you will have no problems to have a really good interview with this guy. Well, that would be cool. So are we going over next week? We're definitely going to be going over – Evander Holyfield versus Lennox Lewis won. Got it. Okay. I'm going to make sure I watch this fight. I got busy this weekend. I couldn't watch the fight that – I couldn't go back and watch it. Like I said, I watched it 11 years ago. So, yeah. um, you know, 
things happen, we get busy, I mean, whatever, but I want to make sure we can talk about this fight intelligently and we'll bring um, we'll bring both of our thoughts into this. Yeah, I was really kind of torn. There was another fight that I kind of wanted to do um, that I know you'd really be into also, and we might still do that in a couple of weeks. Pernell Whitaker versus Julio Cesar Chavez. And that was a great fight. That was a great fight. Yeah, and wasn't that that was the decision was very very bad though. I but I can't remember that fight happened so long ago. I would have to go back and rewatch it. You know what? Yeah, exactly. I might even, since we alternate fights, I might even bring that fight up next week. Yeah, that's a good. That that's another controversial fight. That very. Because that's what I like that we're doing. We're doing controversial fights that can go either yeah. way. That's why I don't want to bring up a Mike. We either know Mike Tyson beats his ass or he gets his <laughs> ass beat. Yeah, when, when did Mike Tyson ever go to a decision, in a close decision? Um, you know, I think he's been in one or two. I would have to look that up. But either Mike Tyson gets his ass beat or – it's a first-round knockout. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's the way it is. Yeah, definitely. But, you know, there's some, there some old iconic fights out there that maybe you and I weren't around for that yeah. were great fights that we, we would have to go back and watch that we can even talk about, even go, going back into the Muhammad Ali days. Oh, that would be terrific. We really should yeah. look up and go into one of his fights. Or just fights back in that era that – or yeah. maybe a good controversial fight with Sugar Ray Leonard or Hagler or Hagler, you know. Oh, you know, yeah, Leonard, Leonard versus Hagler, man. We could go for days on that one. Mm-hmm. But this is, you know, I want to start introducing boxing into the show, we, which we have not done. Yeah, not not very yeah. much, but this is the start. And uh, going over to Hoya Mayweather is a start. Now we'll, you know, we'll go over, you know, Lennox Lewis, you know, that fight. And, and of course, you're going to be down on over the weekend where Canelo and uh, Triple uh, Triple G is going to fucking going at it for, you know, the second round. Supposedly, supposedly going at it. That might change. As of now, I, I have not heard any different that the fight is not going to be canceled. As of now, I, I hear that fight still going on. That is a fight. I'm glad that you're coming down. And who knows? We might do Facebook Live for, with, with that. We, we, that. That might be something for our listeners to look into. That's true. That would be a good one. That would be, we would be right there together. And we could post that up on the Combat Sports Show page. Yeah, definitely. Okay. So with that, we're going to let you go. And we will see you back here next week, same time, 6 Pacific, right here at Radio AFS. You can follow us on the Combat Sports Show on Facebook. Follow me, at Invicta FC fan, on Twitter. And Jason the Hill, I have his Twitter back up one of these years. Be able to follow him again. And with that, we will see you next week.
All right, brother. I will talk to you soon. All right.